guidance for the new generation is really, really, really crucial. Otherwise, you'll have a huge bunch of people just doing nothing, just creating content for the sake of fame and not for the sake of purpose. Every step that I go and every year that passes, I see a lot of people standing beside me and helping me. And consistency is not really a solo project. It's a team project. There is like any air force inside of me. They tell me, keep going and uh, chase your dream and never stop. If they're truly authentic and they're truly talented, it takes that one push for them to shine and thrive. And it's all about you know, visibility and reaching out. Welcome, my esteemed Gems uh, guests. It's lovely to have you today with us on, on this special episode of Gems of Arabia at this beautiful Valentino Boutique. We're being empowered with individuality, authenticity, and people who are shapers and really changing the whole narrative of Saudi. So it's a pleasure to have you today. Today we have Hamza Saudi, a songwriter and singer. We have Reem Al Habib, actress. Uh, I, I have to say that you are a pioneer. So <laughs> allow you. me that opportunity. Thank you. And the first Saudi opera singer, Kairana Zahrani. Welcome. Thank you. Um, today we talk about how your passion uh, puts you in a position where you went ahead with your passion without looking at what the landscape is doing. And this is what Saudi is about. A lot of us have had to go through different journeys to arrive to where we are today. So starting with Hamza, we know that the Saudi landscape was not an easy one earlier on. Uh, and it, was, it took a while. But the topic of today is this passion that kept you going. How, when did it, how did it start and what kept you going when you started? I remember the first time that I've performed on stage and that was in 2008. And to me and to, to a lot of people around me, that was unheard of because it was a talent show. And that talent show had so many other talents, so it was not focused on the music and the singing that I was doing. But the only platform that I had was online presence. The few friends that I had on social media, on Facebook specifically. And I think that is what kept my passion. It's the support that I got from the people that I knew that most of them I've never met. And so it's the community. Exactly. But to be able to actually see this community today, to, to actually speak to people and tell them that I'm going to be on this stage in Jeddah or Lafariyab, and to have the people who supported me all this time actually come and see the shows and we get all the support from around us, this is a whole different ballgame. So it was not hard to actually continue following that passion because we're seeing the support that we're getting nowadays and it's a different thing. You, uh, one has to have progressive uh, ideals and ha has to look into the future because you're pretty much uh, manifesting the, the progress, manifesting the, uh, the audience. Uh, Reem, <laughs> welcome <laughs> Reem. How are you doing? Thank you very much. Good. Thank you for this uh, beautiful invitation. Oh, it's a pleasure. Meeting great people. We're so happy to have Thank you with you. us. Uh, how did your journey start? Uh, I mean, mashallah, yani, especially at that stage as well. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't the norm. It wasn't the norm and uh, you just kept at it. And mashallah, you're, you're all flourishing. Um, how, did, how did it start? Well, it didn't, um, it wasn't just not the norm, it was a taboo. So it was completely, you're on the completely end of the spectrum. 
uh, being an actress at that time, especially that I come from a tribal family that makes it even multiplied by, I don't know, a thousand or so. I'm sure you understand. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but it's, it wasn't really easy um, coming, like I come from a family where everyone is a doctor or a lawyer or the businessman or whatever, or just a tribal, I don't know why. And now you just want to act? Are you serious? Um, what do you want to do? Act and direct? It was really crazy at that time. And there wasn't, there wasn't even a role model where you can say, look at her and look at her. It's okay. And her families are accepting. I was just like, it was just like me. And I don't know, a few others. And at that time, كانوا في بعض السيدات السعوديات بس مش أصولا سعوديات كانوا في يعني عايشين في المملكة for a very long time and they're Saudis but جنسياتهم وكذا مجنسين بس مش سعوديات سعوديات it was huh, kind of okay but not me and it wasn't easy but I think when I go back and I think why why would I have went through this كثير ناس تقول لك مثلا it's the passion that drove you no I don't think so I think I was too stubborn and you, you're, you have to be an individual who sticks by your own beliefs. You have progressive values where you look into the future. You must have, have mentioned, manifested this and really seen this because it's, it's, I believe in the power of manifestation. Big time. I'm like a manifest guru yeah. thing. I'm, I'm into that so much. But I didn't understand it back then. So if you came back then and told me, are you manifesting? Or what the hell are you talking about? But can diamond ashof and not? I have to go by what I want. And I've done this in everything, like even in schooling and whatever. If I believed in something, I would like, you know what? I'm a risk taker. And I think that's, that's one of the things probably I'm a huge risk taker. So I was like, whatever it costs, whatever it takes, like it's not going to take you anywhere. And all that. Yes. I'm like, fine, I'll try. I'll, I'll find out myself. I'll find out myself. You know what? Let me find out. So I think stubbornness really did its job with me. I think that you, all of you have changed the narrative on, you know, uh, only lawyers and academics uh, achieve and succeed, whereas people who have raw talent can nurture it and make a career out of it, even create jobs out of it. So it's, it's amazing um, what kind of impact you're having on, on the younger generation. Uh, talk about also, in fact, Khairan, uh, thank you for coming today. Yeah, thank you too for having me in here and uh, this great opportunity for me. Thank it's you. our pleasure. Uh, how did how did your journey start as the first male male opera singer? This is this is this is tenacious and uh, admirable. It really shows your your courage and your individuality and having the confidence in your talent. Yeah. Uh, how did this all start? So, so since I was a child, I uh, I dreamed to be a singer. So I looked up to uh, TV and see the singers sing the stage and I say, wow, I want to be like them. But back then, I don't know. There's something called opera. So uh, I just sing the Arab song with the opera style, without knowing it's opera, actually. And the people laughing at me, you sing the Arab song uh, in, weird, in a weird way. So I sing like an Alamakin uh, and something like that from Hamad So it's like an opera style. So they look at me, what are you doing? So uh, I take it like a funny thing. But once when I saw a commercial on TV, when it was the background uh, opera song called Time to Say Goodbye. So I say the similarity between our voices and say, this is, what is this? So I, I kept digging in the, in the type of this genre, music, and I find it's like, uh, it's like, like my voice. So I kept singing, uh, 
along with, uh, with the song I heard, and I kept uh, knowing of uh, other artists in the field. So I, I told myself why I, uh, I kept this my full job, so a full-time job, so that's how, that's how it started. That's amazing. I mean, um, do, you, do you feel like there is more empathy now <clears throat> towards our community when it comes to, you see uh, another potential opera singer or you see another potential uh, pupil who sees you as a mentor? Do you feel like now, as creatives, we have more of a sense of obligation to our creative community versus before, where everyone had the, you know, it was, it was uh, uncharted territory. Now, is it more open now? Like, are there more creatives coming up to you and asking you for questions? And are we able to kind of assist? And if not, how, how are we able to assist, uh, starting with you? Uh, I feel like lately there has been a lot of platforms that actually facilitated these kind of environments for artists. Let's say for musicians, for example, there, there is the yearly event that's called XP, which is XP Music Conference. And it happens at Riyadh, and uh, last year was the second time that it happened. It hosts a lot of musicians and a lot of uh, movers and pioneers in the music industry, whether they are from the region or outside of the region. And we have that exchange. We speak about the music, and we kind of created an ecosystem for that. I still feel like we're infants, kind of, as, as artists and as uh, musicians specifically. Yes, we have that environment right now, but we still need to build the relationships. We still need to have these conversations. We still need to collaborate with each other for all of us to flourish together. But if we're infants, that, mean, that means we're alive. Okay. And, and that is something that I like, and I see it growing every single day. And this is actually what motivates me to do it till today and hopefully decades ahead. Fantastic. It's a great start. Uh, Reem, what about the film industry? Um, I, I think the, pro the, the problem or the gap um, within this area is more of um, there is the entity and there are the artists, but we're missing on the bridging. So yeah. a lot of artists do come up to me. And they were like, how can we be? How, who can we reach? I think I have a talent. Who should I reach? So you just say, I don't know, email so-and-so or email this entity. But you really, there aren't a clear um, uh, facilitators for these artists to reach right into where they need to reach or show their talent. Yes, NBC have started NBC Academy and NBC Tour now um, to take, you know, to to more like open doors to the artists, but still, I think we're missing the bridging. It's still not there. Entities are waiting for talent. Talents are available, but there is no connection between. So I think we're missing on that, that area. And I think this should be worked on mostly um, to, to actually uh, facilitate these people and have their full potential and use it. That sounds very familiar to the music side. Of course it is. It's entertainment. Yeah. The entertainment in general in, in, in Saudi is actually... The entities are amazing. We have a lot of talents. For example, now Saudi Idol. You hear voices like, oh my God. And some of them have been singing for 15 years. Hams, Hams, who won actually the title, she's been singing for 15 years in weddings and parties, and no one knew about her. And when there was Idol, Saudi Idol, they were able and capable to come out. So I think this is, this is the gap that we're missing on. I mean, it's amazing. It's because if, if they're truly authentic and they're truly talented, it takes that one push for Imagine. them to shine and thrive. Exactly. And it's all about you know, visibility, 
Yeah, and reaching out. Um, Consistency. Absolutely. You have also a very kind of empathetic approach towards your community, uh, Khairam. Yeah. I believe that you, you, one of your dreams is also to start a mentorship program. Yes, yeah, of course. <clears throat> because I, every day uh, I received like a lot of messages from my DM and Instagram and Twitter. They say they want to, to, uh, to sing opera. There is a difference between a singer and a teacher or, uh, or something to, to, to teach how to sing. Or oh, vocal coach, by the way. So I told them, it's like, until now, it's, there is no facilities to, uh, to help you out. There is like a private facility to, to learn how to sing, but it's all for money, not for, for passion or not for love of music. So that's why I told them not wait for the, the big chance to, uh, to have the, the, good, uh, the good chance to learn music or how to, how to sing. So now the Minister of Culture, they br- bring a board from Italy and uh, all Europe, uh, a good teachers of music. They uh, have a good experience also, and uh, they open up uh, like music hub in, here in Riyadh. So now the opportunity is here. So from the art of the Biennale to opera, uh, it seems like there's a lot of great institutions that are coming. Yeah, of um, is it the same for film? Do you feel like that we, we, ha- we have this kind of ripe opportunity to, to reach to that next level, mentorship programs? There is a community there that's, that's starting, for example, Red Sea Film to Ministry of Culture. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I think, I think we need to direct, um, um, direct the, um, the art that we have within the film and the entertainment business in terms of acting more into the Saudis. Um, uh, Red Sea Film Festival is amazing to have to bridge again and try to bring um, the talents from out of Saudi and kind of bridge them with the Saudis, but it's not really focused on the Saudis. Um, it's, it's, it's a little bit focused out of Saudi. We want something to kind of speak to us, to the Saudis more, to our films, to look into our art and not kind of compare us. Uh, it's, it's, it's a little bit unfair to have four or five films. One of them is Saudi or three of them are Saudi and three of them from a director or whatever who've been working on films for the past 50 years. It's really not fair. You know, you're not comparing apples to apples here. Yeah. And that would automatically have other films winning. And the Saudis kind of feel, I failed again. So I think it kind of draws you back. Mm-hmm. And I think we need more entities, more uh, leadership programs, more, um, um, more programs and mentoring that is, as Khairan have mentioned, not everything is actually commercial. and Um, you have to pay uh, an arm and a leg to get into because these are little, most of them are kids. They don't have a 5,000 riyal to get into a program or a 10,000 riyal to get into a program, and they want to. So I think um, uh, some uh, nonprofit organizations for such thing should be established. What about uh, collaborations with Terfaz or NBC? Are those opportunities, that projects that people can look into? Or is, are there special programs that they're doing? Of course, Telfaz, I'm Telfaz, I love these guys and they're my friends. is actually is pro Telfaz. Telfaz have amazing. opened, amazing. they're amazing, they're amazing. They have opened, uh, Telfaz have done, um, I always compare Telfaz to Breaking Bad. They broke bad. These guys broke bad. I mean, if I, if I may just um, briefly interrupt you, uh, they were ahead of the game, even internationally, because we were at the stage where we didn't have cinema, we didn't have theater, we no. didn't have any outlet. So they cracked the online. And uh, the West, 
followed suit. You know, the West followed suit. So this formula was already ingrained in Saudi before anyone else. Exactly, but so, they took courage. Of course, this is what yeah. Tilfaz did. They had the guts. The guys had the guts to say, you know what? The risk takers again, and that goes back to when you risk take. They risk take. They said, you know what? We're going to do it no matter what, and they did. And going back to your question earlier. Tilfaz, NBC, certain others, they're actually working and adapting a lot of little guys and the boys and the girls. And, and they, they grew within Tilfaz. Al-Jasr, I forgot his first name. The director? The director. I love that. I, I love the guy. But a lot of these guys, they just started through Tilfaz. And they shined through Tilfaz because they gave them that opportunity that's missing. So yeah. a lot of Tilfaz-like or NBC at the moment, I think, I think we'll shine more and the people with art here will show, will, will have a surface to, to shine on. Fantastic. Uh, Hamza, in your ideal scenario for things to roll in the way you would want them to roll, uh, what do you envisage? What is your kind of ideal scenario for uh, a thriving uh, music industry in Saudi Arabia. When when I'm listening to uh, Reem talk about Tilfaz, I was starting to ask myself if we have the equivalent of Tilfaz in the music side of it. Because Tilfaz kind of created a pop culture. It created the Saudi pop culture. Absolutely. There's yeah. a whole generation that walks, dress, talks, and speaks like Tilfaz. You know what I mean? And they created that kind of uh, the film like that, movement. Yeah, that yeah. a lot of people yeah. will see Saudi used uh, yeah, through. They, they broke back. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But when I look at it, when it comes to the music, there are a lot of uh, institutes now that have to do with music. Uh, every turn you take, you see a building that teaches people how to play the music. But when we go back to the idea of the bridge, where is that bridge that will connect these people that are going to learn how to play this instrument to the business side and how sure. they can actually turn that into a full-time job. Yeah. I am sure it was difficult to turn music as a full-time job. Of course. Job. It took a long time. It Same with me. Easy. And yeah. it takes business acumen. It takes entrepreneurship. Uh, and it's, it's important to have that combined with, with, with the creative as well. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and we find, we find, I think there is, there is another problem. I don't know if, if you guys in the music industry face it, but we do have a problem. At first, when you start as, as a beginner, not like, you know, like a, a junior in the field, when you start, producers and directors make you feel like you shouldn't ask for anything. I'm, 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 I'm giving you fame. I'm bringing you out, you know, mm. and it becomes really difficult to turn it into your own um, uh, source of income, into mm. your main source of income. And then you will keep on doing your job yet doing this on the side, and you're, you will flunk in one of them. You're not going to do both. You're going to try to jiggle at the beginning, but mm. then one of them has to overcome the other, and it's definitely not going to be art. So not a lot true. of people have given up art, and I know personally, some actors, actresses, directors, they've given up their passion because it could not feed their families, yes. because it wasn't sustainable. Because, again, producers, directors, people in the field have made you feel that you shouldn't ask for anything. I'm giving you mm. fame. I'm, I'm putting you on the screen. You should be thankful forever. Mm. 
And that we face that. I don't know if you guys do it. I'm sure yeah, you course, do. Course. Definitely. But I feel like the reason we believe them when they say that is because there is no actual blueprint. Of course. As to how you of course. can. Of course. Definitely. You know, Definitely. so because we cannot look at other people who actually done the same thing that we did. Uh, we have no reference. Yeah. It's hard for me to go like, no, I'm not going to believe that director or of that course. producer because Fulan and Fulan actually made it happen. You know what I mean? But I feel like all these changes that are happening right now are actually aiding us to create that. So maybe entrepreneurs who uh, are in, on, have a business development angle that can collaborate with creatives and give them uh, exactly. uh, a plan, uh, a guideline. It on has to be a plan. There uh, has to be a strategy. Something. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, as far as this passion that you have and this individuality and this fire that you've had for so many years, you know, uh, how did you uh, manage to, to maintain it in spite of, you know, like the, you know, the number one, the landscape was not there. Uh, it was uh, too far fetched, uh, as you have mentioned earlier on, you know, where, the, where does this fire come from and how did it last for so long, mashallah, you know, alhamdulillah. Kind of stubbornness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I told yeah. you guys to say the yeah. truth. <laughs> exactly. it's, it's partially stubbornness yeah. and yeah. allowing yourself to go through the trial and error. Yeah. I feel like we, we really fear judgment, especially in the things that we do, because it's very foreign from what is expected of us to go through as individuals growing up in this landscape that actually did not support what we're doing. So having that stubbornness and allowing the word no to actually motivate you and allowing the advice for you to quit what you're doing to do something else that is more traditional, when if you allow these words to actually motivate you, that is something that's going to make you remain consistent and remain in the field and do whatever you want to do. Because again, that is going to remain to be the motivation. Money is not going to be the motivation. Uh, the accolades and the fame is not going to be the motivation. The motivation is going to remain, this is something I love to do, and I want to keep doing it, and I don't want anybody to tell me not to do it for whatever reason. So I feel like a big part of that was that kind of energy coming my way. Uh, Reem, how old were you when, when you first knew you wanted to become an actress? Oof. I was um, seven. <laughs> yeah, I was seven. I Actually, funny enough, I did not, when I was seven, I did not think I'm going to become an actress. I've always loved performing. So I, we, we were in a restaurant, and, I, and then I came on, on top. There was a song that I liked, and I came on top of the table in a restaurant. I just got on top of the table, was performing and living my life. And, and my dad was like, okay, she's a kid. All right. You know, he didn't know what was coming. <laughs> he thought that was it. It will stop there. But he didn't know. And then continued for decades. We continued. You're natural. Yeah, I guess. And then they were joking, like when I was 18 and 17, I was acting like, oh my God, I was like the second Madonna. All her earrings and all her skirts. And, and then my uncle was joking. He's like, yeah, one day you'll be a performer and I'll be your manager. He just said it as a joke. And then we went on. All this time I thought I wanted to perform, but I knew it was a dream. There, there, there won't be a performance artist in Saudi. Um, but then in college, I've 
realized that I wanted, um, I went to, I went to um, the Academy of Friends at San Francisco to study directing. So I went into directing cinematography specifically. I wanted into cinematography and then all of a sudden there, we had a class for acting and I was the number one actress over 300 actors from all over the world. I ranked number one. And I was like, wait, what? Really? Seriously? I did it. I did it for fun. I never even thought I would even be considered top 40 for the first. And then I was like, oh, wait, maybe there's something there, you know? And then things started coming since then. So I think where I knew as actor, entertainment since I was seven, but an actress, I think I knew in high school. So do you feel like because of the society, not, it not being a, a, a more accepting, and then getting that kind of validation uh, gave you even more strength and gave you even more confidence to pursue your, your dream, you know? Actually, yeah. It was, it was a bit, I think it was a bit more than that. Um, it was more than a thing. One, I am a stubborn person. And if you say, go right, I would just say, you know what, nah. I'll go left. I don't know why, but I used to be like that when I was younger. It was very tough just to change to rebel, my huh? Just to rebel. I'm just rebellious. <laughs> and I just don't feel like rebelling today. And I used to do that for fun. But as you grow, you mature. So you start choosing what to really rebel on and what's not worth it. And then when I started hearing people, oh, my God, like with family and jokes. And when we do, like when I do some um, uh, theoretical act, whatever. I used to hear like, oh, my God, you're a natural. Oh, my God, you're a natural. And that kind of rang a bell in my head. And I focused on it. And then I got married. I had my two boys. And that's when I started really sticking up to what I say. Because then I thought, you know what? I will give this as a role model to the boys as well. Because I want them to believe in themselves. And don't let no one, no society, no family, no one stops you from what you believe you you want to be and it's funny how things rotated like the people who used to hate me being an actress now yeah. loves me as an actress That's so, amazing. so i turn things around yeah. and that makes me so proud when i look in the mirror i mean for me as a designer i remember when i i, I started knowing what my path is is i would see what the market was doing and i would do the opposite Ah, see? Mm. And that, that also Welcome was my, to the club. I'm also stubborn. Of course. <laughs> so, of course. And I We're think, all stubborn. Artists yeah. are stubborn, by the way. It's Having a, your own it's voice. A yeah. But yes. I think there's a Keep. difference between stubbornness and rebellion. Well, I have them both, so. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> what, what you just talked about. They're, they're cousins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's rebellion. When you actually take a look at the mark. I believe yeah. it's brave. I kind of see it, it as bravery. It is bravery. bravery. Yeah. It is bravery. When you're stubborn, you're going to stick to what you know sometimes. But when you're rebellious, you purposely try and go against the You don't the change things if mm. you don't have these characters. Yeah. And I think that, especially now with, my, uh, with the new generation, I feel like individuality is, is kind of ruling over what's safe and blending in and uh, what people... People who are appreciated are people like, like you, who are individuals, who have their own way of doing things and who go by the beat of their own drum. Yeah, um, you have your own voice. Absolutely. You make your own brand. And um, this, is, this is individuality in the end, really. Khairan, right. um, so what about you um, when you were young? Uh, how, did, how, did, you know, how did you start thinking about it seriously? You know, because you have a dream and then to actually pursue and take that first step. Uh, when I decided to make it uh, my 
my uh, my career i think it was like uh, 2014 and when i step on a stage it's 2019 so it's like uh, six years or five years of uh, of fighting to be a singer in this community. Fighting? Yeah, fighting. I think it's... it's uh, can you it's give us easy. more details on fighting? Yeah, of course. Fighting? Of course. So uh, you can ask what, uh, what kept me, uh, what kept the fire inside of me six years, five years without anything, without any, uh, uh, without any further uh, stage or further uh, uh, something to relate in music or something to relate in opera. So there's... Because what you were doing is complete, it's even more far-fetched because it's classical, you know? Yeah, of course. Uh, so how did you have the, the confidence to pursue that, inshallah? Okay. Uh, there is like any inner force inside of me. They tell me, keep going and uh, chase your dream and never stop, never give up. So it gets stronger day by day, year by year. So uh, that's what uh, kept me going. That's amazing. Yeah. And I, I'm a strong believer that there will be a stage where there will be collaborations uh, between classic and between uh, R&B. Uh, Oh, yeah, of course. You know, this has to kind of come into play very soon. And what you're doing is you're, you're uh, creating a whole new narrative on, on the arts. People need to understand that, you know, there's classical arts. There's uh, pianists like Habir, who's also amazing, uh, yeah. opera. Like all these elements are like foundations of, of music that I think yeah. that even the younger generation need to know about, you know. Uh, what, what do you think... That, is lacking in the market as far as, uh, you know, youth culture, you know? Uh, mm. What do you think of youth culture at the moment? Do you feel like it's progressive enough? Do you feel, feel like it could go a little bit further? Is it ripe or is it still in the infancy stage? Infancy. Infancy stage. Yes, yeah. this is exactly how I see it. I see that we're still growing, but we have the components to grow in a healthy way. Okay. That's how I see it. Right now, uh, all these entities that are coming to life, they are aiding and supporting in that infant to actually start to crawl and to walk and to run and hopefully to fly at some point. So there isn't anything that I can think about right now that I feel like is missing. All the components are there, but we're still not utilizing everything the right way that it should be. And but hopefully are, we're learning to actually how to do that. Fantastic. Who are the people that impacted you the most to start your, your journey into music? First is uh, my mother, God rest her soul, absolutely, because she, she is the first person who I went to after my first show ever in 2008, and I showed her the video of the performance. And that was the first time that I got the support after the first performance that I've seen. And that was the first and last performance she's ever seen of me. But every time I, I make a step and every time that I progress in the thing that I do, I always remember her, and I remember that that energy that she gave me after she saw that. And then I met people in the industry, uh, like Qusay. Mm -hmm. Qusay, we met uh, me and Qusay in 2009, and he was one of the biggest supporters in, in my journey for, for almost more than a decade. Open doors to perception in KSA, big time. Exactly, exactly. But especially in, in, in what I would call alternative music to Saudi, Whatever we're doing, whether it's R&B and soul, the thing that I do, or hip-hop, what he used to do, he allowed the idea of collaboration to happen. And when that happened, that gave me a lot of time to go on stage, a lot of time to watch him perform on stage, a lot of time to experiment and go through trial and error myself on stage because of the doors that he helped open for me. So there are so, so many people. Like, I don't want to forget any names. It's not like the Oscars. But there are so many people. Every step that I go and, and every year that passes, 
I see a lot of people standing beside me and helping me in all different directions when it comes to the music. So consistency is not really a solo project. No. It's a team project. And there are a lot of people around me who help me achieve that. I like that a lot. Reem. So I think guidance for the new generation is really, really, really crucial in this. In this. Otherwise, you'll have a huge bunch of people mm -hmm. just doing nothing, just creating content for the sake of fame and not mm -hmm. for the sake of purpose. And I think here, yes, of course, we need silly people around to make us laugh once in a while over stupid things. That's I noticed given. that even your, your kids, mashallah, have, have their opinion. They have their way of thinking. Yes, have been yes, following yes. social because, media. Yeah, mashallah, they, because they are, because see, and I'm going to say, you're a mother of two, right? I'm a mother of two. Mashallah. Um, so uh, it is very important at home, whether it's your sister, it's your kid, it's your whoever, especially it, it gives you, there is a more or a stronger responsibility when you're a famous uh, or a public figure for your kids or for your brothers and sisters or whoever, because that puts a whole lot of load on you to try to tell them what's going on. Because it's not just about Instagram numbers and Snapchat numbers and followers. Yeah. It's not about that. It's about what you actually give with value. And the problem is a lot of the industry going into only um, uh, being famous and, and, and that's even affecting how, I don't know about you guys, but no, I don't think it's hard in the music, in the music industry. It's easier with the filming industry. You would see a film, just the actors, well, actresses are just social media influencers. Yeah. Like, are you serious? Like, please, really? It has nothing to do with the talent. No, I have no problem if you're a social media influencer. That's no problem with me. But you have to have some talent for acting. Mm. But you can't just come because you have millions. And it has been proven films that actually counted on that failed. Even though each and every one of the actors had over 10 million followers, yeah. but they failed. Yeah. So I think this credibility is, is also credibility, very important. Authenticity yes, is very important. So it's not just about being a social media influencer or being a fashionista or being I don't know what. It's important to have that. That's a path that you need to be thrive in. That's perfect. But I'm just worried about the mixing. You know, they're just gotcha. things get mixed up yeah. and that needs to be directed, I guess. I think I, it takes time for. Of course. Yeah, that's why I'm saying we're in the infancy yeah. uh, mm. stage now because we're not, things are not really that clear. Mm. They're not clear yet. Of course. And people who have impacted you the most? Impacted me? To pursue acting, to pursue. Could be even people who inspired you to, uh, to be um, an artist. Take, for example, for me, uh, Kate Blanchett can do no wrong. Kate Blanchett is I mean, really uh, good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I love Meryl Streep. Um, and I love Fatma Banawi too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the similarity yeah. with the looks? <laughs> no, I mean, like, because I think we should also voice, you know, people who I think are, are uh, rocking it, who are part of the, I mean, it's uh, the Gems of Arabia. And I think that I see a lot of promise in her. And I like the fact that she represents uh, culture, like yourself, educated <laughs> Saudi, who is not, like you say, not just a pretty face. There's brains, there's craft, there's the will to, to prove. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, really, I cannot really recall someone. Of course, people who, in, who actually supported, I have a lot of people who supported me. Um, that's a different, um, but I don't think I've, I've went into acting thinking of someone or being, gotcha. being you know, um, inspired as per se by someone. 
I've just loved, you know, classical. Everyone loves Godfather. Yeah. Yani, the Godfather. But it's not like I've a I've never di- seen it, by the way. No. You should. <laughs> I've never seen it's it. Oh my god, it's, it's, it's one of the iconic. simple things it's to say. Classical. It is an iconic it's movie. It's a classical. Yeah, yeah. It's a classical. You I'm, should. I've only seen like the first. You have scenes. homework for the weekend. I, I should. I should actually. You love it. Khairan, uh, who inspired Pavarotti? Of course. I look up to, <laughs> I look up to this beautiful uh, singers yeah, like Pavarotti and Ribicelli, Mirai Callas. So, yeah, this is um, an amazing two, three for me. I was invited uh, at an event in Monaco. It was a trust by the PIF. So I was very lucky I had the table and I'm just sitting having my meal and then all of a sudden you see Michelle sitting in front of you. I, oh I was like God. pinching what? myself. I'm like, is this what? a dream or what? Or, I mean, it was in Monaco. That was mm. maybe like three, four years ago. Wow. But I can't, before COVID, right before COVID, and I can't tell you the, the goosebumps and the level of just how much impact music can have or great you know uh, acting can have you know i think mm. this is also what i'm i'm on the search for with gems of radio it's the goosebumps that we don't feel yeah. anymore you know so uh may we always have goosebumps and yes. may yeah, we always continue. Yeah. my last question i promise we have the signature questions which is what is authenticity to you authenticity mm-hmm. hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a good one. let me think of something intelligent to say <laughs> I should have looked that online. <laughs> I should have. <clears throat> I want to tie the authenticity to the art. So I would ask myself, what would make an art authentic? I think when it's inspired by something that is real, that constitutes uh, authenticity. I think authenticity is personal. When I think about the... The majority of the music that I hear nowadays, I don't see influence. I see, like, outright robbery. This is how it feels like. Most of the music is really just replicated. Safe. Yeah. Too safe. Yeah. It's safe because I've seen that this song actually became a hit, or that body of work is uh, what, what we believe or what the market believes that everybody wants to hear, so I need to do the same thing. Authenticity doesn't mean I need to follow the market, if we want to be specific, or follow the trail of money. It's creating the art that I feel like I am happy to see, even if I'm the only person who's going to look at it or listen to it. I feel like you also have an approach that's romantic. Do you also mm. believe in romance and music? I see like really kind of, is this a direction that you, that you would get into? Romance with the music. Yes. Yes. Absolutely, yeah. because it is, it is actually... Uh, you have that voice, that kind of voice. Yeah, it is yeah. a polarity. Like yeah. Music itself, it is a polarity. One time you're going to look at music and you're going to go like, am I really going to stick with this forever? And another time you look at music and you go like, I chose you and you chose me and this is still death do us apart. So there is some sort of romanticism in it. Yeah, and I think that it should come back. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, music is becoming way too safe and uh, kind of ordinary. There's some amazing talent, you know. I don't want to uh, not recognize mm. that, but I think that uh, definitely there's room for that. You guys said the word many times, risk. Yeah, exactly. Taking yeah. risks. I've, I've, I truly do believe in that. And sometimes I, I beat myself for it because I go like, I need to take more risks. I need to do the things that I feel like I'm afraid to do. You know what I mean? Decades from now, I want to look back and go like, I've done everything that I want. 
What's the expression? A life without risk is a life not worth living. Not worth right? living, yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, Reem, what's authenticity to you? Excuse me. Authenticity <laughs> to Reem. Yes. It's turning your challenges and pain into art. As well, yes. Mm. Yeah. I think that's when it comes from the deep down. That's when you're so real. When you are capable of translating your pain and your challenges that you went through all your life, instead of just having them as trauma and they are suppressed inside of you, you turn them into something beautiful. So it's just like a seed, you know, a seed goes through a lot of hard work, gets dumped into soil, have water on top of it, have heat, but then it gives you flour. So I think it's turning that and that, I guess, is, is the, ultimate, um, the ultimate authenticity. You're all the ultimate embodiment of authenticity and uh, flourishing blooms. Uh, you. you really are gems. And Hayran, uh, last question, and I let you all go. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what authenticity okay. So authenticity for me is like to be real, to be who you are. As in, maybe if I'm talking of uh, artist of uh, of art in general, um, the artist for being real in this field is rare like um, there's a lot of lie in social media a lot of uh, so pretense <clears throat> of course so if being real of being uh, who you are in this field i think it's like it's, it's not easy it's hard and this is ethnicity for me well i thank you all so much for coming it's a pleasure so seeing you today well. and uh, I, I remind myself of how how lucky i am to have this platform where i get to meet and converse and philosophize with gems like yourself uh, on behalf of uh, Valentino, who have empowered this, this episode, for me to have the opportunity to be able to have these fantastic conversations. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you. And I uh, look forward to seeing you all very soon. And I know I'm going to see you all rocking your craft. <laughs> we wow, have some. Hey. Grazie, Valentino. <laughs> <laughs>